This is a GMM takeover of the Swim Swam podcast. Joining me today is Coleman Hodges, Swim Swam's head of production and the man on deck. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. Two-time world champion, three-time world record holder, Reagan Smith. Hello. Looking for the latest swim technology from the fastest brands? Find the right suit for you with Swim Outlet's 2020 Tech Suit Review. Available now at swimoutlet.com slash blog. Did I get that? Did I get that right? I, it's three. Hunter back, toner back, lead off on the medley at three world records, right? Yes. Yes. If you I got it. If I don't get that right, swim nerds will never, ever, ever let me hear the end of it. No, so, no you're perfect. <laughs> So I, I've got, I got to say this, it's, uh, so at the start of this, I have to say that on, people who listen to the podcast when I'm doing it are, they're old people. This is for old people, okay? Some young people listen in, but mostly it's like it's a bunch of old Olympians, a bunch of people who represent the national team, coaches, some young people. But So my, my questions are going to be through that lens for, for those folks. And okay. the most important question of all is to tell them where they can follow you on Instagram. Oh, my handle? Yeah. All right. You can follow me. Um, it's at Reagan Smith four. So just my name and then the number four because lane four is my favorite lane. So oh, I that's like a little that. fun fact about my handle. Yeah. I so. actually do like that a lot. I, was, I mean, here's hey. the thing. I, I went to, I'm following you, but I went to Reagan Smith and I'm like, yeah. who's this? Don't go to Reagan Smith. She's a NASCAR Ooh. reporter. I'm sure she's a good person and that we respect her and she's fantastic at what she does. Kudos for her career, but you want It's a boy, there. actually. <laughs> there you go. I did my research. I know, but it's like, oh, I want that username. Have you ever met another Reagan Smith? Um, no. I mean, I know of the gymnast. I've never met her before. Um, and I know she spells it a little bit differently, but I never have. I've met another Reagan, but never a Reagan Smith. Yeah. Reagan, Reagan Smith Lane 4. Reagan Smith 4 <laughs> is the perfect handle. She's at 38,100 followers soon to blow up to 5 million followers just a prediction for the future <laughs> prediction that's hope that, you're right that is, that'd be cool your, all right so we got the most important question out of the way and now we, we do have to what do we want to do I, I do have we do have to we do have to say this uh, you know i have to I, I people will cry if i if i don't talk about it right now but um it is it is the elephant in the room you look like a prophet right now. I know that you, you're intended to, to train and go and compete at Stanford, but um, you know you made the decision to take the gap year. And it's, uh, I know that's hard. It's, uh, where, where's your head at? Um, I think it would have been a lot harder if um, I had just been taking a gap year under completely normal circumstances, um, just because I felt like it. But since, you know, things are the way that they are right now, and I know a lot of people are struggling with decisions like this. And um, like my boyfriend, for example, is just, he's just decided to do all online courses instead of go back to school because of how crazy things are at his college. But um, so, yeah, I think I felt better about my decision just because I know that everyone my age is going through something similar to this or exactly the same as like what decision I'm trying to make right now. So um, yeah, it was hard, but it was also like, well, this is just kind of the new normal and I kind of have to roll with it. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited that I have a better chance of having a normal freshman year if I go next year and that makes me happy and excited. So 
I'll take that um, trade off. Glass is half full. I like that. I'm, I'm trying I'm, to have it that way. I'm old, but I remember back in high school. I love my parents. My parents are cool. I've met your parents. Nice folks, really nice folks. They're cool people. But when I was in high school, I just wanted to get away from my parents. <laughs> I wanted to get away from them. And there was like, I'm, I'm over this. I want to leave and start my life. Um, as nice as your parents are. Is that, have you felt that way a little bit? Um, I mean, yes and no. I think um, whenever I go away on long trips, like in past summers, whatever with Team USA, um, I think I realize how lucky I have it at home with my parents. And then I miss, you know, all the things that they do for me that they can't do for me when I'm overseas. And so then um, I think those experiences have helped me kind of appreciate living at home. And I know that when I do go away to Stanford, you know, I'll be four hours away, different time zone. I won't get to go home that often. Um, and so I know it'll be a big change and I'll go from, you know, being with them all the time to barely ever being with them. And so I think that I kind of not cherish cause that sounds cheesy, but I want to enjoy my time with them. Um, and, you know, not take it for granted and not, um, kind of have a half empty attitude, about it. Um, just cause I know that when I am gone, I think I'll, I'll miss it a lot. Um, so yeah, if that makes sense. I, I, uh, I recently talked to Lily Nordman who is in, she's in your class, right? For mm-hmm. Stanford. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, she's, she decided to do a gap year also. Um, have mm-hmm. you talked to the, the rest of your recruiting class and has, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else has decided that, but has it, has it kind of helped Again, you mentioned everyone's in the same boat, but having that that specific boat, you know, knowing people are are making those same decisions and going through that exact same thing, has that been helpful? Yeah, it really has been. Um, when so I made my decision a little bit before Lily did, and I I was even though I knew it was the right decision, I was so scared and and I get really bad FOMO. So I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone else in my class is going to go off and have like so much fun freshman year and they're all going to bond. And like, I'm just going to, you know, kind of be back at home, Minnesota in my little isolated bubble. And then, um, you know, I kind of realized that wouldn't be the case. And Lily, you know, had a hard time making that decision too, I think, because I think she's kind of like me, you know, FOMO, everything like that. But yeah, just, just being able to talk it out with my other teammates and, realize that we're all having kind of the same fears and worries and um yeah knowing that we all kind of have to make the same decision or I guess a little bit different decisions depending on the situation but um it definitely helped kind of talking things through um, are, so, are, yeah. you, are you following the news have you have you seen uh, the news today about uh what's what's a big 10 big 10 is out for the season oh I heard that they were like voting about it but I didn't know what happened you know, the vote happened. It's a, oh, a bit, man. a lot of the, the huge conferences. It seems like it, what we're hearing is that a lot of them are out mm-hmm. and the only conference that's really trying to hang on is the SEC. It's uh so when I said you, you, you're looking like a prophet, you're looking like a prophet. <laughs> so you, it's, you got to catch up, get, you got to go and swim, mm-hmm. swim and read your news. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do that. I was sleeping. I was napping earlier, so I wasn't really on my phone too much today. N- Napping is the new normal. More naps during, during More the naps. pandemic. More I've naps. gotten good at it, definitely. Your your coach is famous for coaching Jenny Thompson, and we just had her on the podcast not too long ago. Do you know Jenny? I met Jenny um, 
once or twice. I know I met her at 2016 trials. And then I think I saw her very briefly at Golden Goggles in 2019. So nice both times. Very, very, very supportive. Had lots of good things to say. I really, really liked her a lot. So 12 time yeah. Olympic medalist, kind of a big yeah. deal. If you guys yeah. haven't seen that podcast, hop on it. So for, 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 so I was on the Olympic team with her in 92. So for folks like us who saw you at Golden Goggles um, last year, we were, you know, you're, I'm not going to say you're a kid, but you're young and this is new and you're always kind of going, Hey, the house is going to work. We're in an entertainment type setting. Everybody's dressed up and uh, you did really well. You were, you handled yourself like a pro. Um, did you, did, so where does that come from? Is it, did, did, have you had media training? Is it, uh, I mean, you know, how did you do it? I was terrified. Um, I don't know how I pulled it off. And I don't want to give that answer because then I don't like explain myself at all. But I really don't like at school, whenever I would have to give projects and I would have to like present in front of the class, I would like stumble and stutter my words and my face would get super red. And I like would never get good grades on them just because I would freak out so much while I was doing them. And I don't know what it was about it. I think it was just because I was so excited to be winning the awards that I was winning that I just kind of went up there and said what I was really thinking and I didn't have anything prepared. I just kind of wanted to go up there and show that it was like my raw emotions of excitement. And, and I guess I also felt a little bit better about it because it was my first time doing that. Um, and so there was no pressure. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, it makes me feel really good that you think that because I was so, so scared. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah, I, I talked to your I talked to your dad afterwards. I was like, that was that was pretty impressive. Where did that come from? He's, and he's just you know he was real humble about it. But I I wanted to hear from you. I've wanted to ask this question for a long time. <laughs> Here, these this falls under the bucket of questions that old Olympians that are that are going to be listening want to hear. But we we do have to get some things. You know, we we talked about the gap here. Understand the gap here. We got to talk about what's immediate. And you just did the the Riptide inter-squad meet <laughs> and you dropped the 5,200 fly, 154, 200 yard fly, yes. uh, you know, within range of personal best times, solid mm-hmm. swims. Mm-hmm. How was that? How, how, how did you feel? What was happening on the lead up? It was good. It, I, I really, really tried to take it seriously and I think everyone did, but it was hard. Like, I mean, the night before I got a good night's sleep. I did my Norma tech. I had a good dinner. Um, and I really tried to wake up like fired up and ready to go, but we dove in for that 200 fly at eight 30 in the morning. And I was just like, Oh man, I think I need a little bit more warm up. I don't know. Um, but I think all things considering, I was really, really proud of how I did. And yeah, I mean, I was in a practice suit and we weren't shaved and, um, I was in a co-ed heat, which is really nice. Cause I had, um, a few of my guy teammates really, really pushed me. So that was really great. And, um, yeah, I mean, it it was really fun. And then it was also really not so fun because the races hurt so, so bad. But then it was nice to kind of get back into that groove of, um, you know, racing and having that race mentality and being at a swim meet with your friends is always really, really fun. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of good things about it. And then there are a lot of bad slash painful things about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was worth it. A lot to unpack there. And it's, uh, I gotta say this. I don't, I, I reread uh, Braden's report and he didn't say that, you know, you warmed up and then popped us off at 8am. That puts a whole new wrinkle on the, on, on the swim. 
It was early. Yeah. And I mean, Mike, Mike trains for us to be able to go fast early, hopefully. And so, I mean, the time, I don't want that to sound like an excuse, but um, yeah, I think, I mean, normally I don't do swim meets that early. So I was really proud of my times considering the time of day that we swam in at. Uh, so, yeah. We know you're a night swimmer. We've seen it. We've seen, we've, oh, we've yeah, seen you that. perform. We'll, we'll get yeah. to that a little later, but it's uh, no great swim. So if you'd been if you'd been in a in a racing suit, shaven, and maybe swam this later in the day, maybe maybe one forty nine two hundred fly. That is maybe a stretch, but that would be really cool. I can pretend. I can always believe that that would have happened. Maybe that will like motivate me for something in the future. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I could have set myself up for something really good had things been a little bit different that day. But yeah. Well, I, I, tell me about the pain. Cause we, we know the context of where you're at when you did this, you said it hurt. Like yeah. what, what does it mean when, when, when Reagan Smith hurts, what, what kind of pain? Cause oh. we all know what pain feels like when we race, where's yes. the pain, where did it come? you know? Well, sometimes when you send butterfly, if you feel good on butterfly, like you feel like good and it can really hurt at the end, but there's just like a different feeling about it. And that, that was not the case that day. I mean, I dove in and like did my first six strokes or whatever it was. And I was like, what the heck? Like something does not feel right. Like I just felt like I was thrashing and like trying to finish it as fast as I could. And I just remember getting to the wall and looking at my teammate Jackson, who had beaten me by a second or so. And we just looked at each other and we were like, oh my God, like it has never felt like that before. Like, oh my goodness. It was just, it was so weird. It hurt by like the 55 yard mark. It was interesting. It was definitely interesting, but you know, we pushed through. I was proud of that. Um, yeah. So I, I've got to share this with you. I'm going to cut in. I'm just cutting in. I know you want to talk to Reagan. I'm going to hog her as long as I can and <laughs> take all the questions I possibly can. Cause you get to talk to her all the time. Coleman, Reagan, you need to know this. You probably yeah. don't, but, but you're, I'm a tuner butterflyer and Coleman is a tuner butterflyer. And we're yeah. going to talk about butterfly later in the podcast. Awesome. With the uh, you just have, you have to know that yes, two hundred fly. Once you start to sink in the water, it gets it, it starts to be terrible. Did, what did There's you no want to ask back. her, Coleman? I'm backing out. What did you want to ask her? What What did Coach Mike have to say after that race? He was really really proud of it. Um, he was especially proud of my underwaters. They were very consistent. I was doing about nine or ten kicks off each wall, which is something I hadn't done that before I think the last time that I did a short course to fly I did eight off each wall because that was um I think when I broke Mary T's record back in 2018 um so that was a great swim so I was happy that you know some of the technical pieces were a little bit better and he really was too but yeah he also was like yeah like that hurt like people could tell like I could tell and I was like yeah it really didn't feel very good so um yeah I think considering he was really pleased you, we're, we're, we're gonna talk your splits um i could pull them up it's on my phone it would take a minute or two um but i can let you know when they're up if you want to ask me something else and then i can jump back to that i'm just just gonna blab while she's looking up her split times and we'll say this we like to play the prediction game and we always play the prediction game two things to unpack here i didn't I, i never thought that that i would not have guessed that missy franklin's marks would have gone down I was, that was like, I thought it would have taken years. So when that happened, it was like, whoa, you blew up our prediction game. Thanks, Reagan Smith. <laughs> and the second thing is Mary T. You brought up Mary T. 
Mary T was, I was a teammate with Mary T for a few years, but when, in 1981, when she went to 100 and 200 fly, she went 57, 205, 200 fly. She would have made the Olympic team in 2016 with her, mm-hmm. with her 200 fly. You talk to old Olympians and they would, they're like, they're jealous. Guys are jealous. They're like, ah, clock malfunctioned. Didn't happen. Of course it did happen. Of course she was that great. But I thought that your, your, your backstrokes at world champs were another Mary T moment. That's what it felt like, you know, heart in your throat. Uh, that's what it felt like for the old folks. Anyway, did I give you enough time to find your splits? You did. You did. Okay. So, but that was a really nice compliment comparing me to Mary T like that. So thank you. Um, okay. It was 26, two. So out really speedy. Yeah. And then 291, <laughs> 294, and 2998. Hey. So under 30. Yeah, under 30. Kept it under. Yeah, but yeah, things really started to hurt really, really quickly. But yeah, I mean they're okay. It was all right. Under 155, too. I was like, that's pretty solid. I think I went about 154 in prelims at that, that same meet where I went 151 in the evening. So I was like, well, like that's that's pretty close to I don't know I was happy with it that's what we were alluding to what would happen if you swam that at night you know if you came back and, and popped off another 200 fly <laughs> and, and maybe maybe it would have been pretty fast you know it's, maybe. It's, and now we I'll, also I'll, yeah and now we also know now we have a, a real crystal crystal clear context on what it means for Reagan Smith to hurt she still gets back under 30 <laughs> It's a painful 30. It's a painful 30. It's a painful, painful 29, 29.9. Painful 29. Yeah, painful 29.9. Yeah, I, I have a dumb question. It's a really dumb okay. question. So the at, at World Champs, uh, prelims, you were 206. And then like, you know, in the semis, you popped the world record 203. And okay, great. That's amazing. Our heart was in our throat. It was, it was one of the, you know, it's a moment in history where it's going to last for a long time. In that particular moment, that surprise moment. What did the 206 feel like? One of the easiest ones ever. And that, which is why it was like so crazy. It's insane how that happened. Like, it's so weird how you can feel like you're putting in different amounts of effort, but then just depending on where you are, like with your rest, how your body's doing, just recovery wise, like, yeah, it, it felt so smooth, so easy. I just remember my technique felt perfect. And my underwater just felt amazing. Like I wasn't gasping for air. I didn't swallow water, get anything up my nose. It, it just everything that could have gone right went right. And the same thing happened in the semis. I just, I, I hope that happens again. It was just like A plus plus for me. Like everything, it, it just, it was amazing. It felt so good. Yeah. It's like what it's, it's always that, that, that prelim swim 206 and uh, we, you know, what's going through your mind when you're like, I mean, do you know you have a 203 in the tank? No. Maybe you thought you had no, no you know, you didn't. Mm-mm. No, I didn't think I had a 204 in the tank. I think, I think I was hoping for a, a 205 high. I didn't think I could do anything better than that. Did you have a goal yeah. time? Did I? Yeah. Uh, no, I know that Mike did. Okay. I have never liked setting goal times just because. I hate like putting a limit on what I can do or that's what I always say. But then I think maybe subconsciously in my head, I have a cap on what I think I'm able to do that day, but I never like to project what I want to, to go. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I just have never liked putting a limit on what I can do or that's what I like to say. Yeah. Coleman, you actually did an interview with her when she was younger and it was, and the interview title was Reagan Smith doesn't set goal times. Remember that? Yeah. You've got to remember, you got to yeah. do your research. <laughs> I did my research before this podcast Coleman, but you didn't. <laughs> so I it never would have gone there. <laughs> I just want to say that I'm for the first time in history of podcasts. I'm more prepared than you are. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm never more prepared than you are ever. Reagan, I used to do this all the time. I used to do what he does, but now I have, I have other responsibilities. So Coleman gets to have all the fun. <laughs> we got to ask this question just because you're, you're being so great and because swim nerds will cry if we don't ask. They'll cry and they'll complain. And it's, it's, it's broad. Do you have a backstroke philosophy? Do you have a, you know, like, this is my style. This is what I'm leaning into. This is, this is my superpower. Um, you know, this part of my stroke, is it, is it shoulder driven? Are you, you know, what, what do you think when you approach your backstroke? 100 or 200? I, I feel like this is a bad answer, but if I'm being honest, I just, I don't even think about anything. And I think that's because since backstroke has, always come pretty natural to me. I think it's just something that my body knows how to do. And so there's just never a lot of thought that went into it. Whereas if I'm going to do breaststroke, I have to think about every single movement and every single one of my limbs. And it just still doesn't make any sense. And I have no clue what I'm doing. But with backstroke, I almost feel like I can shut part of my brain off and just kind of go into autopilot and do it. So I'm sorry that I don't have like something that I focus on or something that I stick to. I just truly feel like I can just kind of, kind of go and do it, which is, yeah. So. Sorry. Somebody was calling on another computer. And if you heard that oh. ringing, he, he muted me for a few minutes. I think that was a great answer. That's a, that's a typical answer that, you know, it's like, that makes sense. I'm down. I get it. It's all cool. cool. You know, apparently you're going to be a swimming analyst. NBC is already talking about it in the back rooms because they're going to hear this comment. They're going to be like, yeah, Reagan, Reagan, that's how to break it down. Um, <laughs> Great. So we asked, I asked the questions about backstroke. Let's talk about butterfly. Okay. That excites me. I want to talk about butterfly. Yeah. Um, Des Moines, 57342063. Whoa. Those are Mary um, T numbers. <laughs> no, it's like, wow. It's so for you, you know, for somebody who's got, you've got, you've got backstroke dialed in, you know, how, how do you feel emotionally about the butterfly? Really, really good about it, especially in Des Moines. Um, I guess going back to the very beginning of my career, my very first champ time was in the 50 butterfly. So butterfly's always kind of been like my baby, even if it isn't my best stroke. I've always kind of had like a soft spot for it. Um, and so, yeah, I think finally seeing my fly really come together and do what I was able to do in Des Moines was really, really awesome. And I think a lot of it also had to do with my strength work. I think that over the past year and even continuing to do so during quarantine, I've really, really put a lot of emphasis on my strength training. And yeah, I think it definitely showed in the butterfly um, in Des Moines for sure. And my fly has been feeling really great in training too over these past, you know, however many months. But yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been really psyched about how my fly has been doing and feeling lately. I have lots and lots of questions about butterfly. Before you jump in here, Coleman, but it's a, um, just on the outset, it's, I, I swam fly, but I also, I started doing freestyle cause I wanted an emotional break. I wanted to go to other areas, but it's, um, 
in, in terms of, so I have this, I have this theory. I can always tell people this in the comments on swim, swam. My, my opinion is that 200 meter backstroke is harder than butterfly because butterfly is rhythm. And if your rhythm's correct, it's less pain, but in backstroke, you can't hide. You're always on, you're always driving with your legs. Um, but you know, I wasn't, backstroke wasn't my primary. So asking someone like you, I, I feel like I get, get some real insight. What potentially hurts more, you know, if you're, if you're in top shape in both events? She's thinking. If I'm, she's thinking, thinking. <laughs> if I'm thinking of Des Moines specifically, and then I'll think broad, um, the 200 fly felt incredible. I mean, it hurt, but I mean, it felt good. I felt strong. So it was like, it was good. Um, 200 backstroke, that was one of the most painful 200 backs ever. And I feel like I was, you know, I, I wasn't rested, but I had a day or two to come down. So I, I was, I was feeling pretty good in Des Moines. I wasn't dead tired. Um, and I came into it with the mentality of like, I really want to put up some great times and go pretty fast here. And yeah, so fly felt great. Backstroke hurt really, really bad. But then more broadly, that's that's tough. I do feel like I kind of agree with you because you can die on butterfly and just kind of start to sink. But there's like a different type of burn on backstroke that I feel like just can't go away no matter what you do. But it's so hard because they're just so different. Like, uh, I feel like fly can be more heart rate and you just like are dying because you can't breathe and like you can't get your hips up. And then backstroke, it's like, you can slow your pace down as much as you want and try to like chill as much as you want. But I just feel like you can never get rid of that burn, like the burn in your legs and the burn in your shoulders and like your lats. So I hope that was a good explanation. Um, but yeah. 200 back hurts. It 200 hurts. Back, 200. I swam, I was 30 in C2As in backstroke. I swam backstroke. It, the backstroke hurts. It's because it doesn't turn off. Your, and, and butterfly, there is a, your there's a moment of relaxation if you're doing it correctly because you're trying to get over the hump you're rolling and it's about leverage but uh, i wanted to ask a you know i want to ask somebody who would be the smartest person in the world because you're doing both of these at such a high level okay so another dumb question turner butterfly is awesome and you're you're really putting it down in butterfly um <laughs> you know how are you you know in our back in the old days, you used to do a lot of fly to prepare. What what you know? What are you doing to turn your fly on? I know you said you said a lot of strength training, but are you doing anything in the water? Anything more? Yeah, lately actually, um, I feel like this is the most fly I've ever done in practice. Probably like over the course of these past few months, um, which has been good and bad. I mean, fly in practice is kind of a bear, like it's scary. And so in the past, I feel like I've avoided it, as a lot of swimmers do just kind of how it is but I feel like in in quarantine I've really learned like I have nothing to lose and my practice schedule is limited so I might as well just kind of go and push myself as hard as I can and I think I've really kind of gone to places in butterfly that I don't think I've ever really been able to do before in practice before so yeah I think before Des Moines I wasn't doing a ton but now I think I've really started to up my fly game and I think hopefully that showed at the inner squad meet um but yeah so we know that we know that Phelps, you know, in practice, he never swam more than, you know, he might do a 150 or a 200, um, but he never really did more than fifties and hundreds when he was training butterfly. Is that the same with you? And, you know, we've heard of other people 
doing different things. We've heard of people doing 400 butterflies. What is your, what is that butterfly training for you the last few months look like? Mike is very similar to what you said about Michael Phelps. Um, I, a, cause I'm afraid of it. I feel like, I feel like it's better to do shorter distances and do it well than just swim for long distance and just crap out and die. And then you're not doing your underwater kicks. Then you're not breathing every other, like I like to do in my races. So I think Mike feels the same way about that too. So, um, especially long course, I don't think I've ever done anything over a hundred in practice, um, in long course, but occasionally we'll do like, I don't know, like something from the blocks that's longer than that, but in, in set swimming, it'll never be over a hundred in short course, but, uh, or long course, I'm sorry. But then short course, occasionally if Mike is feeling like extra mean, he'll, he'll have us do, um, like 150 fly, 200 flies. He has us do a lot. And then we've gone up to 400 flies a few times. We see that a lot during Christmas training, Christmas training. And then like the beginning of summer, he like ramps up the 400 flies. I don't know why he does that, but I haven't done it in a few months now. So that's good. But yeah, long course, we stay short for sure. I just want to say that what we didn't really hear it explicitly, but what we did hear was that Reagan Smith doing more butterfly than Michael Phelps and Michael Phelps is training fly. No. No, it sounds like it sounds like a big, not from not from talking to Michael, but from talking to his coach Bob Bowman, who we've known forever. Uh, I will I will I'll pass this 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 little bit of information on. I when I was on the national team, I was the youngest guy on the national team, and I followed Mary T around everywhere. You know, I was absolutely annoying. She gave me, and I would always ask her questions and ask for advice. And she always told me, she goes, "When you get to a point where you don't fear fly because you've trained it so much." She said, that is a moment where you're going to start breaking world records and you're in the hunt to get on the Olympic podium and win gold. That was a personal conversation that she shared with me when I was a little kid. So I think you're on that track. I hope so. That's a great thing to live by because I definitely, the fear isn't gone yet and maybe it will never completely be gone, but I definitely want to change the mentality like, oh, I hope I can finish this race to like, oh, I want to like finish this and do really well. Like, I don't know. I always, I feel like I've had that mentality of like, just survive butterfly, which I feel like a lot of people maybe have. And I kind of want to make yeah that transition into like, I'm not afraid. Like I'm going to do more than just survive. Like I'm going to do really well. I think that's a good yeah mentality to have. We're down to about eight and a half minutes. And uh, we just want to say that if you want to follow Reagan Smith on Instagram, it's at Reagan for Reagan four on Instagram. You've got to remember Reagan that. Smith Reagan, Smith four. Reagan Smith four. Coleman's going, no, no. Reagan Smith four. Reagan Smith four. Scratch that. Reagan Smith four. Reagan Smith four. Coleman, you're, you're, on, you're on deck a lot. You've been following this very, very closely. Does Reagan have, this isn't a question for you, Reagan. It's for Coleman. Coleman, okay. does Reagan have a weakness? Don't hold no. back. <laughs> Don't hold back, buddy. Just, just lay oh, it out there. Yeah, no, I wanted that to actually get into this. Let's talk about your breaststroke. <laughs> oh, please do. Uh, I'm you, open to it. Have you gotten? Have Have you made any strides in breaststroke over the quarantine? Are you gonna, you know, dip your water? Or, sorry, dip your toe into the two IM waters now. What's What's going on in that realm? I would definitely love to do the two IM, and like I, I like that race. It's just. Dude, I just don't have it in me. And I don't want to have it like a bad attitude and be like, no, like I'll never be good at breaststroke. But like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's not for me. It really isn't. There's just like nothing, nothing works. And my excuse has always been, I think maybe I've said this to you before Coleman, but 
I am very pigeon toed. And so it makes me really good at dolphin kick. Cause like my feet kind of like go together like this. So that's a plus, but then I can't turn my feet out to do breaststroke kicks. So then I'm just like, I can't even move when I do brush. It's so embarrassing. If we do breaststroke kick in practice, like with the kickboard, I'm last every single time. It's so bad. And it's just, it's just to the point where it's like, well, like, I think it is how it is at this point. And if it's in a 2IM short course where I at least have pullouts that are a little faster than my breaststroke swimming itself, maybe I can pull something out of me and kind of fake it. I mean, that's kind of been my hope because I haven't done the 2IM in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Nope, I don't think I'll ever No, No, I don't want to say that. I was going to say, I don't think I'll ever be under like 107 in the hundred yard breaststroke, but never say never. Maybe one day, but today is not that day. This is my so, feeling. This is my this this is my this is my feeling on this is that you need this you need to have a sit down with and this is this is for later. This is when you're at Stanford and you're just scoring points and you're they can use you anywhere and uh, you can just wow us by popping off a, a great I am. You need to have you need to have a sit down with Phelps and with and with Lochte. And they can, they, cause you know, they, they're, they're a little pigeon toed, but they've managed they pulled to pull it off. off. They pulled off a breaststroke. I think they mm-hmm. might have insight for you. That really help. I think they would. Yeah. I could get some secret information and then just suddenly everything changes. That's yeah. the, Oh, that would be nice. Oh, that would make, I am like training and practice a lot better. I, I was going to cool. say, do you, what, what is, I am training like for you in workouts to, you know, do do the kids who, who usually school start, start gritting at each other and saying, this is our time. This is, this is when we're going to get Reagan or are you, are you able to hold your own? Oh well, yeah. Cause the funny thing is there isn't really anyone on my team that's a breaststroker. So we all kind of have the same, the same problems. I mean, I'm still worse than all of them, but <laughs> I am lucky to have my flying back. I kind of have a little bit of a, of an edge on them sometimes and then sometimes my league can be great enough where they'll catch me but they won't pass me and then we'll just kind of duke it out on freestyle so we're all kind of in the same boat like we all just kind of hate the third 50 of the 2im or third hundred of the 4im whatever it may be but yeah i mean if i if i'm gonna get beat in practice it's gonna be an im so yeah it's sad we're down to five we're down to five minutes so here's a good question with our last five minutes how could Coleman do a better job when he's interviewing on deck at these swimming meets? Just, just, you know, now that he's sitting here, he's going to lean back and you can just critique him and tell him, Hey buddy, this is it. I think Coleman does great. I always like getting interviewed by him. I think it's fun. I'm sorry. I'm Come on, so I, sorry. I laid into you about breaststroke. You got to have something. Ugh. <laughs> she's thinking she's, thinking she's gonna come up with something no i feel like i could if but the last time you interviewed me was almost six months ago or i guess it was five but i just no i wow. never walk away like disappointed about anything so i'm i'm sorry that i'm being so super yeah no i i can't think of anything that's high praise is, <laughs> I, I, I was fishing there i was hoping i was hoping you could just pull something out and be like yeah this yeah this Let's start uh, some drama yeah, it's a safe space. You could, you know, we're 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 all trying to grow here during the pandemic where we we're doing nothing but sitting at home, living inside our heads. Um, is there anything? What is, what is your what is your one go to 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 keep yourself sane when you're like, you know what, I'm like over this. Ooh, honestly, take a nap. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that, and 
yeah if I'm if I'm like bored or if I'm just kind of annoyed sometimes even if I'm hungry but I'm like too tired to like make myself food I'll be like I'm gonna take a nap and I'm gonna wake up and everything's gonna be better so yeah I've been taking like two three four hour naps which I don't know if that's the best thing for me but it kills time so I'll take it we, we, we felt a little oh I'm sorry go ahead Coleman well I was gonna say uh does that affect your sleep schedule ever or are you still at that that great age where you can just take four hour naps and then still go to bed at 9 30 or 10 p.m if I take the nap earlier in the day like right when I get home from practice then I'm typically good to go to bed by 10 um but yeah if I if I fall asleep like later than 12 I'm I'm screwed like I will not be able to go to bed and then I'll wake up so exhausted for practice the next day and then the cycle will just restart itself because then I'll be exhausted and then I'll want to sleep for longer during the day. So yeah, it can be kind of nasty if I fall into that trap, but I've kind of learned how to like maneuver my nap schedule around over this quarantine. So I've, I'm kind of a pro at it now. It's, I was about to say, we feel guilty about having to come on and then talk about swimming. And it's kind of a reminder of everything that we're into, but I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. I've, I like talking to you. It was, it was, and you seem very positive glass half full in the, in this moment. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to be, and I really like this too. I haven't, yeah, this didn't make me feel sad or remind me of anything at all. It just kind of makes me excited. And it just kind of reminds me that things will go back to normal eventually. And then hopefully there'll be a lot more of this and a lot more of what we've been talking about. So yeah. We're down to one minute. Do you have any parting thoughts? Is there anything you would like to say? And I'll just say this at Reagan Smith for, for yes. Instagram. follow at Reagan Smith four on Instagram. Any party thoughts? Uh, no, I guess just thank you guys so much for wanting to talk to me. This is really, really great. And um, I had a lot of fun, like genuinely. I get nervous for this. Like I was so nervous to log on for no reason at all, but I really, really enjoyed myself. So thank you guys so much. Will you come back? Yes, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs>